the lowest of lows was when I remember Janine telling me after a huge fight, she's like, hey, I'm not even sure I want to do this anymore, you know? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I, I am not going to do this if you're not going to do this. It just feels silly if I was, if I, you know, if I created this comic character for you and then um, <laughs> we go, we, we get 150K in business and then we, because we get into so many fights, we stopped doing the business and now this comic I created for you I'm just doing it by myself for like who knows who, you know, out out there. That just that just feels like a terrible narrative. Hello, this is Dr. Eugene K. Choi, and you are listening to the Neurohacking Podcast. If you're a heart-driven leader, then this podcast will show you the proven science-based ways to tap into your unique superpowers. That way, you develop the skills to perform and feel at your best. And believe it or not, the only reason you get stuck and get uninspired and unmotivated is because your brain's been programmed to behave that way. And I started this podcast to show you how to rewire those parts of your brain that aren't serving you so that you can learn the skills to activate your highest levels of performance, get your energy back, and find the clarity you need right now on how to powerfully create that life that you alone were meant to live, all using science that you can learn to use. You're listening to episode six, and this is my interview with the creators of the hit webcomic, Tubby Nugget. Their names are Josh Jackson and Janine Pastores. They're on a mission to improve mental health through uplifting content on social media because of the fact that these are platforms where mental health tends to get damaged. And their work has garnered over 5 million followers and counting. And I'm excited to have them join us today to share with you their journey and the big lessons they've learned creating a powerful brand from scratch that impacts millions of people. All right, Josh and Janine, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Hello. Yeah, anything for you, Eugene. Oh, thanks. So I'd love to kind of go into your story. Tell us a little bit. You know, you created this comic book character. You know, were you always in the comic industry? Like, how did you guys get started with all of this? Well, Janine and I, yeah, we we started, um, we were both in film, in the film industry at first. I was doing... uh, editing and visual effects and Janine was doing producer script supervision and we were kind of going full force in that uh in that direction Mm -hmm. and at the time when I met Josh uh I was a screenwriter and I was also working part-time as a teacher and so I was working to enter the film industry full-time after college you guys met you were planning to go full-time into the film industry and then (laughs) <laughs> one day you just decide, all right, I'm going to create a comic book character. Like, tell us about that. Like, how did that start? Josh would, at the time, send me, like, silly doodles over Facebook Messenger that he would draw with his finger. And liter- it was just literally, like, these ridiculous cartoons on a blank background, like, five-second drawings. And he would send them over so that he could make me laugh or make me feel better on a rough day. And, yeah, and then... Well, what's it? Yeah, to bring it back to the even the very beginning, Janine, when we started dating, Janine's nickname for me was Nugget. 
So that's yes. where the name comes from. It was a great I was like, that, and that's why I, was, I wasn't just drawing these things randomly. She would keep calling me Nugget. And so I would draw <laughs> what I thought were little nuggets on my phone. And then Janine was the one who coined the term Tubby Nugget. Yeah, because he noticed that as soon as the, the nugget got like really cute and round, uh, I started getting like giddier and happier and was like, yeah, he's so tubby. And then eventually he kind of just became this adorably tubby character called Tubby Nugget. And uh, yeah. yeah, it just became an inside joke between Josh and I for two years before we even started writing these comics together. Yeah, we had like an we had the Instagram account and uh, it was just I would just post our little doodles, you know, just for fun. It was just, you know, we had like 50 followers, you know, our family and friends would like them. But it wasn't until uh, Janine kind of came down with a health di- diagnosis. Um, what was it? Late 2018. Uh, it was Thanksgiving of 2018 is when I had just finished college. I had decided for myself that I was going to start transitioning full-time into film. I had all of these work recommendations and I was really excited to start working. And that's when uh, my doctors told me like, hey, you have been in and the, out of the hospital a lot over the last few months. And after they ran some tests, they found out that I was either going to have adrenal cancer or PCOS as far as they could tell. So at the time, they suggested that I take a year off of work completely. And so Josh actually took me to the East Coast to spend time with my fam- uh, his family. And while we were there, uh, Josh knew that I loved web comics already and that I loved writing. And he already loved drawing Tubby Nugget. So we decided, hey, like, maybe we could uh, grow the Tubby Nugget account together and make yeah. comics together because that's what brings us joy. Uh, and it could be a lot of fun. And so we yeah. set a goal for ourselves to hit 10,000 by the end of 2019. 2019. I, I specifically remember, right? I think it was like the either the last few days of 2018. And we had been working on the account for a couple months now. I think we had hit 3,000 followers. So I was like, okay, you know, we gained some traction, you know. So <laughs> maybe 10,000 by the end of the next year is a pretty, you know, realistic goal, you know. And then one night, my phone just got tons and tons of notifications. And I was like, what the heck is going on, you know. <laughs> and that was like, I think that day we got like 3,000 followers in a single day. And I was like, anyway, yeah, I think we may hit this goal a little faster than we uh, expected. And then <laughs> and then after that, it was like a doubt. The next day was a thousand followers. The day after that was a thousand followers. The day after that was a thousand followers. And before we knew it, we had hit our goal in the first week of January. Of January. So less than a month. What do you think caused that spike in in followers? So we would actually invite people to come and message us. And I would put these images that Josh had created of Tummy Nugget and photoshop them into people's photos and so it could be yeah. like oh tubby nugget will visit you and your friends if you send us a message and they would share that on their stories uh we would share it on ours and i think because we had created such a relationship with our audience and the people who started following us i think that's what really spiked our growth and made us kind of pop up on other people's feeds and pop up in that's other brilliant. people's lives yeah yeah and it was a lot of fun. I like, I like really enjoy that some of the people who are still following us are still some of our most dedicated followers, like from yeah. the very start. So Josh has a lot to do with that. Like, I know that he was also like 
researching a lot about like, oh, how do we like find people who are interested in web comics? Uh, we'll follow them and support them, and we'll um, you know message them and ask if they like our content and if there's anything we can do for them. So. Josh had a lot of great ideas at the start as well, and it just led to a lot of really great community engagement. I think after we got the first 10K, I think I was like, oh, is it going to take us another like several months to hit another 10K? No, it was uh, it was another week. <laughs> then the next <laughs> week we hit another 10K, and then it kind of kept snowballing from there. And there were definitely some highs, some lows, you know. Uh, but throughout it all, we kept, you know, kept making comics. I think we we learned a lot, you know. Um, like I'm How not. How often were uh, you making comics? I think we were doing it. It was three times a week. Yeah, we were doing it either three times a week or every other day. I think we then we switched to every other day, and then we eventually switched to every day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was creating uh, comics every other day. It was creating yeah. a snowball effect of growing your followers. Yeah. yeah, essentially every time, you know, you post on Instagram, the whole social media game is that you're trying to get to the Explorer page. And then that's how, you know, uh, most new people will f they'll discover you. And if they like your content, they'll, they'll follow you. Yeah. So, yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So it was growing pretty fast because you were yeah. getting a lot of engagement as well, it sounded like. Yeah. And it sounds like, hey, like this is a lot of fun. Like we'll research, yeah. we'll learn what we need to learn. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's still fun for us, even though the work has definitely piled up a lot mm -hmm. more than it was at the start. But yeah, every bit of every step that we've taken, or especially the ones that we took uh, in that first year was definitely out of like, pure curiosity and pure like, this sounds like fun. Let's do this. And like, it seems like our audience likes this. Let's do this. I love you so much. Oh, thanks, Nugget. I love you, too. Um... You were talking to the cookie, weren't you? Yeah. But I love you, too. I mean, it's like a childhood dream, you know? Because I was able to uh, bring in a lot of characters that I had designed when I was, like, nine years old, and I put them in the Tubby Nugget comics. I mean, I also, I also as a kid, I loved reading, like, Calvin and Hobbes. And it's just, it's just fun to make them, you know? It's just like, all right, figure out what can be entertaining in three images, you know, and tell a quick story and hopefully, you know, give people a little boost to the day. So that's so amazing. So there's two elements here that I'm seeing, right? Like yeah. if we're talking from a brain science perspective, one is the element of play. Like you guys mm -hmm. actually enjoyed this. And mm -hmm. if you're looking at it neurologically, it actually stimulates your creativity. When you're having fun, yeah. it turns on your creativity. It's just how the brain works. Mm -hmm. The second thing I'm noticing here is you, there was, you know, you're not speaking too upfront about it, but there's a purpose behind this, it sounded like, right? Janine had a health scare and you're noticing this is something that's been cheering Janine up. And it was kind of, yeah. it sounds like it was even kind of like a mission for you. Yeah. So yeah, at the beginning, you know, we're trying to discover the tone of Tubby Nugget. And there's a lot of comics out there that maybe are a little more cruder, a little bit more like the aimed more at adults, you know, mm -hmm. but with Tubby Nugget, I was just like, okay, this thing started out as like a wholesome, you know, encouraging thing to uplift Janine, you know, and Janine is already a very wholesome, encouraging, uplifting person, you know. So uh -oh. I think the a lot of the, a lot of the character traits uh, came from her, right. and <laughs> and you're not, you know, yeah. And then we've just, you know, we really talked about. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit more of Nob. Nobby is like the cynical because you know, I, you have such a wholesome character. You need, you know, his uh, his foil, you know who is also his best friend. And I think that, you know, the two characters have a lot of fun, you know, together. All right, what do you want to cook today? We could try making a fancy baked Alaska. 
Ooh, maybe some gnocchi, some stuffed bell peppers, portobello pasta, instant ramen. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the little things in life. It's just such a blessing to me that something that yeah encouraged Janine. It was just between uh, me and Janine can now encourage you know thousands of people, uh, millions of people even. It's just, it's just amazing, and that 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 really is our mission. You know, as one person, one of one of our uh, other mentors described it as, uh, we're creating the most positive corner of the internet. You know, the internet can be mm. a very like you know just dark and a mean place but you know we're trying to just bring 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 you know bring joy to everyone and uh show everyone unconditional love through this little fictional cartoon character so according to international yoga health services humans need at least one hug a day to function at full capacity hmm this nugget has determined that this human is in need of more hugs mm -hmm. there you go friend now you can get back to work and don't worry I'll be right here with more hugs if you need them. It's kind of sweet because it was almost kind of like these comics are like one love letter after another to her in a way. Yeah. If if you really think about it. Yeah. And then it kind of hasn't seen impact on other people who are who've eventually become this big audience of yours to help them feel better. Yeah. I was really touched that people saw so much like value and in so much like so much joy in something that I thought was just like oh I just have like like me and Josh have our dumb sense of humor and like this is the only like this is the kind of stuff that just makes me laugh and it's, it's really dumb and small and I think I it made me realize that I wasn't so alone as I thought I was in my thoughts and in my like in my headspace where sometimes I just needed like some childish humor and a hug to get through the day. How did that impact you as you were going through that year with the health scare and everything? I realized that throughout that year, I felt so much stronger when I was dealing with my health problems. Not to say that it wasn't hard, but now it kind of felt like even through my own struggles, I was able to help other people through their struggles and therefore they were helping me fight through my struggles. And I felt empowered through that because the illnesses had made me feel so weak for some time. And feeling empowered through this work that Josh and I were doing together, I feel like it helped me recover so much faster. And uh, they did settle on the diagnosis of PCOS for me. And for a while, it was a little sad. But then because of Tubby Nugget, we started meeting people who would like message us and be like, hey, I have PCOS. And I was able to have two beautiful children. And or I have PCOS. And it's so nice to hear that somebody else is going through this too. Wow. And it made me realize that okay, then like that, this is like, it wasn't like a life sentence. Instead, it, if this hadn't happened to me, I don't think Tubby Nugget would have become the thing that it became. We had a lot of people messaging that like, hey, I have been struggling with depression or a lot of people I think have been dealing with a lot of new like mental health problems and I can absolutely relate, but we've been getting a lot of messages like those from people who are saying, hey, like this has been really, really, a really hard season for me, but every day in the morning I wake up and I read a Tubby Nugget comic and I feel just a little bit better. Wow. Yeah, one of the one, one really touching example that uh, some a fan just shared with us was uh, she told us that her father had just recently passed away, but uh, he loved our comics and uh, they mm -hmm. shared a lot of like moments of laughter together, reading the comics together, and that was that was really meaningful, you know. Uh, we were able to like reach out to her and um, just talk a little bit more. And yeah. the 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 impact that um that Tubby has on people is is beautiful. It's so it really feels like it's something that that's beyond us now. You know, it's we're mm -hmm. 
we're, we're no longer like you know just you know creating this character where it feels like we're like you know we're his caretakers now and then he's kind of doing wow. the work and impacting people yeah yeah Life without you is just like chocolate chip cookies without chocolate chips is just flour. And flour makes chocolate chip cookies, but you need the chocolate chips to make the cookies better. And I'm probably missing some steps. But that's how you make chocolate chip cookies with you. Yeah. How long have you been standing there? That was Tubby Nugget's cookie song, which went super viral on TikTok at 64 million plus views, amongst multiple other viral videos. It's been putting a smile on people's face each and every day. But all this success didn't come without challenges. And that's what I started asking Josh and Janine about. So, you know, what most people in the public hear with these types of success stories is obviously all the sexy parts of it. <laughs> so what were some of the challenges that you guys ran into as you started growing this fast? Uh, easy one was comparing ourselves to other people. Oh, yeah. Like they'd be like, okay, this webcomic has a million followers. We only have a hundred thousand, you know? It's like, <laughs> uh, and uh, that was really um, hard at first. And then another thing is just uh, sometimes uh, we would have creative differences on what the comic should be. That was something um, that I had to work through because you know I, I've uh, I've been known to kind of have like a very um, stubborn creative vision sometimes with with things, and I had to allow uh, myself just to let go and just uh, focus more on empowering Janine rather than you know micromanaging the comics. That was another struggle. So that, that that's that's kind of like putting the short version of it. Yeah. Um. And the other thing is Josh and I had zero background going into this. Um, yeah, that too. Neither of us had any social media business or plush making experience in the slightest. Or, or, or really... art experience. I, I've never drawn profes professionally before. So. I, had, I had faith in you. Josh is like, an, ah, thanks, he's thanks, very thanks. humble and he's been like doodling since he was a kid. And he's just always had such a knack for creating so I wasn't too worried in that aspect. We're supposed to be talking about our struggles, Janine, right I'm now. Sorry, not, uh, I'm not my accolades. I'm trying to hype you up. I, I got to <laughs> oh, be a you, good partner. You. I got to be a good partner. Oh, oh shucks. Well, Janine but, is a fantastic okay. writer. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think one of the biggest struggles was that we were so new to absolutely everything. Um, the first thing was like uh, – it wasn't until my dad suggested it that I was like, oh, yeah, we should probably form an LLC because um, if we're going to make plush toys, we probably shouldn't do business with our personals. So I had to take a bunch of courses on what does it look like to form an LLC? What does it look like to open a business banking account? Yeah. What does it look? And then the kicker was that there is literally zero courses online about how to start your own plush toy business. But a lot of it was like we had to figure out how to source them and how do we make those and how do we design this and where do we get this printed? How do we ship this out? So it was it was definitely a crazy learning process. And I remember for a couple months, my brain was fried, but I was really happy. It was, hmm. it was a lot of learning. Um, I was definitely really scared for a while that I wasn't going 
to be a good enough partner for Josh because Josh was, I was, I was the writer, but Josh was the creator. And I know that he was also investing a lot of his time and his money into this business. And so he was counting on me to figure out how to do this stuff. And so I was terrified because all the things that I was learning, I was like, I have to know what I'm doing. And in a few months, uh, it wasn't until I think June or July of 2019 that we started selling plush toys officially. And we did it. (laughs) We sold 200 on the first day and we were exhausted because we also did Mm -hmm. not know (laughs) how many. uh, Yeah, Josh thought it'd be a good idea to write handwritten letters in every single one of those packages. Yeah, that was that was a huge mistake. Each mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big mistake. I think I had a couple really, tunnel after that. It was very sweet. <laughs> it was like a sweet thought. Well, it and has I a sentimental a pre- aspect to it. Yeah, right? a lot of people appreciated it. But yeah. oh my gosh, my hand hurt. Okay, so you launched it. You got your first 200 sales. So you're mm-hmm. kind of, and you registered your business and you're kind of like, okay, like something's, something's here. Maybe we can yeah. create something out of it. Can you share a little bit about what happened next? Like, what was that next big milestone from selling your first plush toys to your next big milestone for your business? How did that happen? So we had kept growing. Uh, Our audience was getting even bigger and bigger. And it was starting to feel like, okay, we are making money with the plush toys, but we're not making too much. Or like, we're not really making enough to have this be like our living. Uh, I know that like Josh's savings were dwindling down. Um, we weren't really good at marketing. Like we didn't really know how to market beyond that initial launch. Yeah. And I think that both of us just got really like emotionally and physically tired because we thought, mm. how do we keep running this business um, yeah. just by ourselves? And so we even looked at like selling it completely so that we could just stick to the creative and not have to worry about yeah being sole business yeah. owners anymore and it was a little sad how much how much were you making if you don't mind me asking by then so you Let's after see. your launch how much were you making per month more or less it was like two thousand a month yeah like probably two thousand to three thousand maybe yeah yeah on whenever it was a holiday month mm-hmm. like it was like maybe like four thousand to five thousand but it wasn't consistent right and, and that was definitely between the both of you oh yeah, yeah. So between the both of us and, and you had operating that, expenses. I think that yes. also might have been gross profit too. Like that's not including like the shipping costs, the cost of the actual plush toy and whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, we yeah. just didn't right. really know what we so were yes, doing. So yes, you're making yeah. two, three thousand a month, but then there's a lot of that money that's going into the operations and yeah. bills yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So you're barely being able to support yourselves by that point. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I felt so lost for a bit. Wow. So you guys were getting drained, trying to figure out this whole thing with business, couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Emotionally and physically drained. And then what happened? Yeah, um, <laughs> it was just the craziest of coincidences, honestly, uh, which really makes it be- me believe I mean, part of this is not a coincidence. Um, I went back home to New Jersey uh, after thinking about selling the business. I really was trying to, you know, process it and it, it you know it was a random visit to jersey it just so happened to visit that my uncle happened to be at my mom's birthday party that and then he had a friend uh and that he knew in college and it's just it's just it's just so it was a, such a weird connection that this person that he happened to run the accelerator program at snapchat for small businesses uh jenny and i reached out to him to get to get his advice right 
Um, funny thing is, I, I'm pretty sure I, ac- I accidentally <laughs> slept through the first call. Like I overslept, and I was like, "Oh, so sorry, man. Can you, uh, can you uh, uh, call? Accept the call later?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." He's a super nice guy named Mike too, and uh, we talked to him, and we talked to him for maybe like about 10, 15 minutes about selling the business, and then he was like, "You know, your your business kind of sounds like it'd be a good fit for um, the accelerator program I run at Snapchat," and we were like, uh, "What's that?" And he was like, oh, it's basically a program at Snapchat where they invest 150K for 6% of your business. And uh, the deadline to apply is in two days. <laughs> and we we're like, oh, cool, you know, cool, cool, cool. And then we, um, cool, cool, cool. Well, we, like... we hung up on the call and then I looked at Janina and I was like, are we going to do this? And she was like, yeah. Do- so like, we, okay, spent the next, I we just spent the next two days just making our intro video, uh, writing down our mission statements, doing the whole application. Yeah, we and, sent a bunch uh, of stuff to Eugene. We're like, Eugene, does this sound good? <laughs> like, yeah, does yeah, this yeah. sound like a business? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. remember because before this happened, you guys were ready to give up. Yeah, like, literally. Like a week away from giving up. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Oh and um, okay. With you, with your help, Eugene, we got to pass the first interview. We got past mm-hmm. the second in-person interview, um, where we had to pitch uh, our business in t- in front of like ten Snapchat executives, and oh, we're just boy. like, you know, we're just like, we're just two film students, you know, from like, well, actually, I'm not a film student, but uh, <laughs> we're just two, you know, uh, just you know, just we're just no business experience whatsoever. Uh, and we just were handing out plush toys to each of them, being like, "Hey, here's our tummy nugget," and they're like, "Oh, nice!" <laughs> and then nice. they liked it. And then they, and then, and then uh, two weeks, a week or two later, we, I, we got a call saying, "Hey, you're in." And that was that was the craziest. I, I, I don't remember a moment where I was more like just numb in shock you know i was like oh it was okay we're we're gonna do this like they only took six percent equity and were basically giving us more money than what we were being offered for the totality of our business Mm -hmm. and we're just like this is insane they're like we're we're doing something and these this big company believes in us and values us at such a high amount and that's what we should be valuing ourselves yeah. at and 2.5 million evaluation just to be correct was <laughs> Josh was so kind of crazy. Crazy. how many yeah. how many people apply to this type of accelerator i believe uh i i was told that 1300 people applied out of so, 1300 you were the one out of 10. how many people that got 10, 10. people that got in yeah, yeah. okay and then you had to do this Shark Tank style pitch. And I always like to add this part of the story. You actually had Mark Cuban come and, and do one of the, the yep. talks for you guys, right? Like Mark yeah. Cuban came and did a workshop for you guys? Yes, yep. he did. And, and what did he say about your business? He said, you guys are doing great. You guys seem to know what you're doing. And I was like, Mark Cuban says we know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Was, you should have seen our faces when we hung up the call. We're like, Mark Cuban says we know what we're doing. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to. Well, I, I was, I was hoping that he would give us some like life changing yeah. advice. Instead, he just goes, "Hey, good job, guys." I was like, hey, "Okay, okay, I'll take that too." You know? Yeah. yeah like, okay, oh, okay, so fast forward, like you guys had this phenomenal success. You just 
out of nowhere in the span of two weeks, you make $150,000. I remember working on that pitch with you guys. Oh my gosh. Working through it with you. And then you did the pitch. You got the $150,000. And then was that it? It's like, great. We got the money. Now we know what to do. Oh, not even. Oh, man. Not at all. It felt great. I will say it was was a wonderful feeling to get that much money. If anything, it definitely added to the pressure because then... I like you would have thought that we'd feel a little more secure with 150 in the bank. 150. Yeah, I, I I was thinking I could pay my rent for like 20 years. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We, I could have paid off all my student loans. So you guys got this 150k investment. I remember like you hit another lower low after that. Oh, absolutely. What happened there? Um, even with the 150k, I was still feeling like. Personally, I was feeling a lot of like insecurity still, you know, because, you know, we didn't have any business experience. You know, we never went to business school. You know, we just I was just like, oh, my gosh, you know, it would be terrible if I was given 150K, this amazing experience. And then we just like blew it all because we didn't know how to manage our money properly, you know. Um, So I was, you know, just reeling in like worry and anxiety because of that. Uh, How often? I mean, often enough that I wasn't able to like make good decisions or just I didn't feel motivated. I just kind of felt like we were just cranking out comics just to make comics now. You know, I was really like and then Janine and I, uh, to be frank, we were we were getting into a lot of fights just because I had um, like so many like. I, I had I wanted to micromanage all these things. I was like, okay, uh, we, we got to do this pitch this way. This comic has to be this way because um, it's the only thing, you know, from my perspective, it's the only thing I can't control, you know? And uh, Janine was like, dude, what are you doing, man? <laughs> and it was- <laughs> Definitely. I think, um, I think uh, Josh and I, are both of our fear mindsets are different. But at the same time, when we're both in a state of fear, we both attack each other's insecurities without even realizing it. And so like, it's like for Josh, like his insecurity, like I remember for him, it's pride and control. And I wasn't aware of that because for mine, it was, I wanted to feel worthy. I wanted to feel like I was trusted and independent. And so we were clashing because I felt that Josh didn't trust my work, uh, that I felt that, um, my work wasn't either, either either wasn't good enough for him or he would always feel the need to micromanage because I wasn't doing a good enough job. And so I started kind of like retreating into this shell of like shame. And I think I think I had gotten so depressed to the point where I, I didn't even want to respond to comments anymore. I my writing was suffering and I kind of just gave everything. And Josh was like, OK, you just um, you just do what you want to do. I'll take care of like the the business part like the plush part and we'll figure it out yeah. and yeah we were in a really really low point yeah. the lowest of lows was when i remember janine telling me after a huge fight she's like hey, i'm not even sure i want to do this anymore you know and, and this was I after was, we had finished the program this is after we yeah, this is after the program finished you know and i was and i was like oh you know i'm i i am not gonna do this if you're not gonna do this it just feels silly if i was if I, you know, if I created this comic character for you and then um, we go, we, we get 150K in business and then we, because we get into so many fights, we stopped in the business and now this comic I created for you, I'm just doing it by myself for like, who knows who, you know, out, out there. That just, that just feels like a terrible narrative. But then we went through, uh, Eugene, your, we went through your neurohacking 
program and that really changed everything because I, I, I know for me personally, I was definitely at a point of desperation, dude. I, I was like, I know what Janine wants, but I don't know how to give it. You know, I don't know how to be less controlling. I don't know how to like just let go of my fears. And it was really your neurohacking program that really changed everything. And honestly, I credit it for, for like, you know, saving Tuppy Nugget in a way. And saving a lot of our relationship too. That too. <laughs> our future children will thank you. <laughs> oh man. I was not expecting it to be a relationship conversation. Because you you two were you, you two were yeah. pretty at each yeah. other's yeah. by that point. Where I, I really mean, Janine put it best. We are we in we didn't realize it, but we attacked each other's insecurities with our own insecurities, you know? Um, so it's it's just, it was still like a compounding effect, you know? That was a big realization to have, number one. It's like mm -hmm. even having the awareness like, oh shoot, like I'm realizing my insecurities are just poking at her insecurities and making it worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I always felt like me and Janine were pretty self-aware people. And, you know, like they say, you know, knowing is like half the solution. Um, but, you know, we didn't have the other half of the solution. We were able to find that like, yeah, all of my insecurities and my need to control came from my fear of not being loved uh, or my thinking that I was only loved, I was only accepted if I was successful, you know, and everything kind of like hinged on if I was a successful person, you know, whatnot, you know, because I think throughout my life, there's been a lot of, I've been like low key judged for some of my decisions. You know, I, I didn't go to college, you know, I didn't, you know, I chose, I chose not to go to college. I chose this risky career path in create in uh, the creative field, which is uncommon for Asians. And I was, I just felt like, okay, I'm making all these risky decisions for myself. I need to prove that I am a success uh, so that people will look at me and be like, ah, yes, Josh, I like that guy. You know, he, you know, he took risk and he is successful. That's that's the story I wanted to tell in my life. You know, the classic like hero story, you know, but because I was everything was riding on whether I was successful or not. The instant I sensed a little bit of failure, I immediately got very anxious, you know, and I started like um, just, you know, start start attacking. I started going to fight mode. Right. That was like your survival response. That was that was my survival, that survival state. Exactly. And I realized, whoa, hey that's this is a this is a limiting belief this is not true at all I, I thought it was helping me i thought it was giving me a drive to be successful but it was actually preventing me from being successful which is ironic because that's the opposite of what i wanted it to do and i really once i had to realize that hey i am loved and accepted no matter what and janine is a great example janine is someone who has loved and accepted me no matter if if I even if I wasn't successful, you know, we, we've been through many projects that have failed. And, you know, like, like, <laughs> that's the thing, it, it, like, like, clearly, we're, you know, like, that that's is ludicrous to, you know, to even say, like, oh, I'm gonna leave you because uh, that short film didn't get any awards. you know. Um, so so and then once I realized that once I realized how ludicrous my thinking was, you know, and, and it felt real to me at the time. And that that was the work. Once I was able to see um, how many people have loved on me in the past, how many people have supported me in the past, even regardless of me not doing anything and not having any prior record of success. So what that was when I was able to let go and be like, hey, 
it's everything's gonna be okay. We can have fun with this, just like we started, and it should continue to be something we have fun with because that's that's what Tubby is, you know. That's、mm-hmm. that's how、um, that's how we've gained our initial success, and that's how we're gonna continue finding success by、um, not by me, you know, my playing careful chess with everything, but instead of me just being uh, uh, a, a good supportive、uh, leader and someone who empowers Janine. Rather than you know,、uh, harshly critiques every single one of her ideas. Got it. And how was that for you, Janine, during that process? It was a really big turn in our relationship. I think realizing that part of our business is making sure that we're healthy in our relationship, healthy in our mindset, and so seeing that attitude change come from both of us was pretty substantial. Because、um, for I think for the longest time, I. I really did believe that Josh didn't think I was a good worker. That he didn't believe that I had done a good job thus far, or that he believed that everything, like the reason that we were successful, is because of everything that he had contributed. And I had a, have a habit of believing that kind of stuff too. And it wasn't until we both opened up about how we were feeling and why, when we realized, like, that's not what I think of you. Like, no, that's definitely not what I like. How I feel about the work that you've done. And we started encouraging each other a lot more, so that those fe- we could help put those fears to rest. And、um, despite all of the hardships and despite all the mistakes that either of us had made,、uh, I learned that he was really proud of what we had fought through, and he really believes that was because we, as partners, had done it together. And it was interesting for me because I'd never really seen myself that way. And it took a lot of reflection on my past self as well to realize that I'd been doing this my whole life, where I would work my ass off and be really good at something, and still truly believe that I wasn't good enough. And、mm. I would make all of I would I, like I had blinders on. And I remember you mentioned this too. It's psychology. Yeah. So how did things change for them from there on? Josh and I started being a lot more open about when we were. Going through it, I think I would tell him like, "Hey,、um, I really think that this comic would do well this way. Like, do you trust me? And is it all right if we stick to my my idea?" And he would actually like be like, "Yeah, you know, if you really believe in this, I trust you." And we would do the comic my way, and it became a cycle of trust and a lot less anxiety because we knew that our partner was looking out for us.、And、How did that impact your business? Our numbers definitely climbed a lot. We've made, we've had two five-figure months back to back, just from selling plush toys, and it's been, it's been amazing. We definitely have a lot more mindful conversations, and I feel like creatively we balance each other out so, so well now that when we're fleshing out comic ideas together, there's so much less like back and forth and go like, oh, this is great. Nope, just do like do a little change there. Perfect. It's like clockwork for us now. Yeah, that sounds like night and day from being at each other's throats,、oh, micromanaging、yeah. and worrying and insecurities to yeah <laughs> working together and gelling together better. Yes, yeah, we definitely do, and I'm glad. So one thing I'm noticing there then is strategically, you guys got a ton of money, but you are still like at the <laughs> brink of giving up and kind of like stopping. Yeah, and I feel like at the end of the day, money is you know just a tool, you know, and if you don't know how to use it. Like it's like okay, what's what's the point, you know? <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Once we got into like you know 
um, a good mindset of being, you know, being more, being, being more open to each other's ideas and just living more fearlessly with what we could do and just not being, yeah, just not being afraid to like, to testing new things out and try new things. Um, that was when we really like, we really started seeing like results. And a lot of it was sometimes just doing the basics, you know, doing like, the basic you know, marketing that, you know, you, you, uh, you coach us on doing. And sometimes, you know, maybe I feel like oftentimes maybe we would like overthink it, you know, but really the basics is what really have worked for us these past months, you know, just mm. pushing out, uh, promoting our products, creating offers and whatnot. And it's, it's been really great. Yeah. I know that for a fact that all of the decisions I've made while being in a good mindset were good decisions because they weren't based out of like a fear of of like a fear of failure or a fear of not being good enough they were based in logic and based in heart, like all of the evidence that we had like hey this is going to work this is and if it doesn't that's okay because for the amount of time that we were operating out of fear i feel like that's when Josh and i were struggling the most with our money struggling the most with our business because yeah we felt so overwhelmed that it literally froze us and kept us from making decisions that would move us forward because we were just too scared. Wow. Yeah. I would highly emphasize not to undervalue the importance of your own mental health, uh, the importance of your history. I feel like so many of us want to erase our past, erase the fact that we are struggling and we want to erase, we don't want people to know how that we are feeling weak or that we are feeling disempowered. And I want our audience to know that there is a reason that Tabi and Nugget is being made f to help the mental health of other people on the internet because it's what we believe in. It's how we operate. It's how we function. It's how we have gotten better ourselves is by pouring our energies into something positive, serving other people, uh, serving each other as partners, we wouldn't be here if we didn't also care about ourselves. And I want our audience to know that more than anything, Tubby Nugget means it when Tubby Nugget says, I love you or I care about you. And I want our, our audience to know that uh, we want them to create that mantra for themselves because then they'll start to see things change. Tubby Nugget is reinforcing those positive, empowering beliefs inside of you saying that you are worthy, you are loved, no matter what, you are loved unconditionally. And for me, you know, it's just in my personal life, that has made all the difference in the world. Yeah. Wow. To actually feel it, not just know it logically, because that's the exactly. problem for a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Anytime. This is so much fun. Eugene. Thanks, Eugene. Yeah. Thank you. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Be sure to follow Tubby Nugget's account on Instagram or TikTok. And if you want to adopt a plushy nugget for yourself, you can use the promo code NeuroHacking and you'll get 20% off so that you can get one for yourself or share it with someone you love. And if you're finding value from this podcast, please take a moment to rate it as it helps get it out there to more people that might need to hear it. All right, I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.